What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So last weekend, there were protests all over the world. Millions of people came out to show the New World Order they will not be enslaving humanity. There was protests in Holland. There was protests in Australia, Canada, the UK, Italy, Bulgaria, literally all over the world. People coming out against medical segregation and vaccine passports. Well, yesterday, the UK announced that they will be scrubbing the vax passport. I mean, they never should have had them in the first place, but they did. And so do we here in California. New York has them. And I know other states are thinking about implementing them. I don't understand why. I don't know if they've ever given a reason why, because if you look at the science, not the Fauciism, the science, people who are vaccinated can transmit COVID just like the unvaccinated. So the Vax Pass really doesn't make any sense. Then we have other countries like Israel that are going on with what, like their fourth or fifth booster. Their Vax Pass is not valid unless they are up to date. Germany and itself has now made natural immunity count for, I think, 30 days, something ridiculously low. And they've known since July of 2020 that the immunity, the antibodies given from a natural infection of COVID is so much more superior to this fucking clot shot. Athletes are continuing to drop dead Other athletes are having to drop out of the season because of myocarditis and other issues related to the clot shot, but still they are pushing them here. And I just want to say what's up to all you people that got out and protested, that showed your governments that they are not going to enslave you. You will not go quietly into human servitude. So this coming up weekend... There is a huge protest going on all over the world again, but more specifically, one happening in Washington, D.C. Now, if you listen to the mainstream media, they're calling it the conspiracy theory vaccine mandate protest. They blamed Robert Kennedy Jr. as well as Joe Rogan to this. And Joe Rogan has already come out and said that's a bunch of bullshit. He will not be at this protest speaking, but Robert Kennedy Jr. will be there. Now, in case you are not familiar with him, he is the son of former Senator Bobby Kennedy and the nephew of former President John F. Kennedy. The mainstream media has gone full on attack mode. They've called him racist. They've called him a conspiracy theorist. They called him a QAnon nut. He has a book out, which you guys should really check out. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. There is a lot of really good information in it. It's basically a lot of the shit I've been saying. It goes into a lot of detail about the frontline doctors and what they found, what they did to treat COVID patients back when all all the other hospitals were just basically giving them a fucking oxidized explosion by intubating them, which they're still doing to people and they should not be intubating most of these people. But they get extra little bonuses if they intubate people. Anyway back to the protest. So basically, it's called the Defeat the Mandates protest. 
and it's against forcing vaccinations on America and the other COVID-related restrictions. It's going to coincide with the worldwide rally for freedom, which is also happening in Washington, D.C. There's a bunch of protests going on. If you search the hashtag, we will all be there. You can go to Telegram and search that. You can go to Instagram. It's all over the Internet. It's about to be a huge explosion of fuck. No, we won't get your clot shot. It's reported that tens of thousands of people have expressed interest in attending the protests in D.C. I mean, I would love to, but I don't want to go to that swampy ass shit town. I will be attending the protest in Berkeley, California. Now, if you guys don't live here, maybe you're not familiar with Berkeley, California, but they might be even more crazy liberal than San Francisco. The day after September 11th, these motherfuckers actually climbed up on fire trucks to rip the American flag down because they said it was racist. So another one of these protests going into the belly of the beast, but it's all good. I got Garrett at my back. So it should be interesting. I'm definitely going to go there. I was thinking of going to the one in Sacramento, but I was like, fuck it. Berkeley's going to be more spicy. Let's go back to defeat the mandates protest. So like I said, the mainstream media is going full throttle against Robert Kennedy Jr. They say he's really just the ringleader of a misinformation campaign. And he has an absolutely racist operation. And that was Dr. Richard Allen Williams, a cardiologist and founder of the Minority Health Institute. He says that Kennedy aims to target misinformation towards groups that may be more prone to distrust the vaccine, including mothers and black Americans. He's just the ringleader of a misinformation campaign. So many people, even those in scientific circles, don't realize what Kennedy is doing. So just another motherfucker that is saying you're too stupid to think for yourself. Let me tell you what your opinion should be. Now, I've heard Dr. Robert Malone will also be speaking at the D.C. rally. I don't know for sure because everything is so wishy-washy. You hear one thing like Joe Rogan speaking and then Joe Rogan himself comes out and says he won't be. So that's just something I've heard. That would be cool. I mean, he's got a lot of information and he was one of the founding discoverers or inventors, however you want to put it, of the mRNA technology. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard about this, like, 300 doctors that are trying to get Spotify to remove the episodes with Dr. Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. And if you actually look into this, there's barely any actual medical doctors. They claim it's doctors, scientists, professors, healthcare workers pinned an open letter to Spotify criticizing it for allowing baseless conspiracy theories to be promoted on his show. Do they not fucking realize that like 90% of our quote unquote conspiracy theories from 2020 are conspiracy fact right now? They just want to silence the truth like they have been doing this entire time. That is the only reason they're trying to get this information pulled. It's just fucking infuriating. Like another side note, basically it's about 60% of my uh, podcast catalog is not allowed on YouTube. They remove it or you get this little message saying processing, check back later, which is just one of their little tools in the censorship game. So even in this letter, they're not saying that it's scientifically damaged. They're saying it's damaging society. Check this out. 
by allowing the propagation of false and societally harmful assertions, Spotify is enabling its hosted media to damage public trust in scientific research and sow doubt in the credibility of data-driven guidance offered by medical professionals. The letter goes on, this is not only scientific or medical concerns, it's a sociological issue of devastating proportions, and Spotify is responsible for allowing this activity to thrive on its platform. Get the fuck out of here. What they are saying is the truth. There is peer-reviewed scientific studies to back up what they are saying, and they just fucking don't want people to know the truth that Fauci and our quote-unquote leaders have been lying to us lining their pockets with billions of dollars and needlessly having millions of people suffer and die because they blocked ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine back when all this shit started. And back in the day, they knew ivermectin had great antiviral properties to it, but they straight up censored and blocked anybody that was talking about it. And speaking of censored and blocked, if you type in the narrative is crumbling, yesterday you got a message saying, it looks like these results are changing quickly. So basically they were trying to cover up everyone talking about how the mainstream media's narrative of the clot shot and Fauci is God is crumbling to the ground. It's like they can't cover up this information forever because the truth always wins. So now we're going to move on to the World Economic Forum and all of their fuckery and attempts to take over the world. So a little background on the World Economic Forum is, and I'm getting this information from Wikipedia. So the World Economic Forum is an international non-governmental and lobbying organization based in Geneva, Switzerland. It was founded on the 24th of January, 1971, by German psychopath, engineer, and economist Klaus Schwab. The foundation is mostly funded by its 1,000-member companies, typically global enterprises with more than 5 billion U.S. dollars in turnover, as well as public subsidies. Fucking public subsidies. Did you hear that? It views its own mission as, quote-unquote, improving the state of the world by engaging business, political, academic, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. So I'm just going to kind of give you a little background and another side of the coin than Wikipedia will provide. So get ready for this nightmare. So most of you guys have already heard me talk about the World Economic Forum in relation to the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab. Now, there are probably 100, 150 different conspiracy theories that, that kind of evolved around the World Economic Forum, but there's a reason for this. And I even did an episode where I literally break down a timeline of how long this Great Reset plan has been in effect. It's been going on for decades, you guys. Go check that episode out if you want a very detailed timeline of this insanity, because it's not a conspiracy theory. It's 100% true that these people are trying to take over the world. And I know that sounds like all alarmist and crazy, but I'm gonna break it down for you right now. And I'm getting a lot of my information from a website called opendemocracy.net. 
It's kind of an older article. They published it back in August of 2021. Now I have a link for it if you wanna read the article because there's hella information in it. I'm not gonna be able to cover all of it. So send me an email at vanishedinthevalley@gmail.com. You can try to go to Reddit. My username is Athena7979. And you may be able to try Instagram, but that one is fucking spotty at best because they don't notify me most of the time. But if you search Vanished in the Valley Athena, like literally the entire name down to the last A, otherwise you will get no suggestions because I've been a no-no bad girl way too many times for Mark Zuckerberg's taste. But don't even worry about that. I'm about to get into some metaverse psychotic bullshit at the end of this. So just hold your pants for that. So it seems the most common theme in the Great Reset conspiracy theories, it's the global elites plan to institute basically a communist world takeover by abolishing private property while using COVID-19 to solve the overpopulation and enslaving what remains of humanity with their poison ass clot shots. So that's kind of just like a basic of what the quote unquote conspiracy theory is about the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. Now, one of Klaus Schwab's aka founder of the WEF, one of his main plans are stakeholder capitalism. And Klaus Schwab came up with that concept. What it basically is, is the idea that a global capitalism should be transformed so that corporations no longer focus solely on serving shareholders, but become custodians of society by creating value for customers, suppliers, employees, communities, and other quote-unquote stakeholders. The way the World Economic Forum sees stakeholder capitalism being carried out is through a range of multi-stakeholder partnerships, bringing together the private sector, governments, civil society across areas, and global governance. Now, of course, they're going to give you some fucking bright rosy colored glasses idea of stakeholder capitalism but if you look a little bit deeper it basically means giving corporations more power over society and democratic institutions less power so the people we vote for our quote-unquote leaders their power would diminish and these rich ass global elite people would have more power over us. That does not sound good, not at all. So drafted by the World Economic Forum after the 2008 economic crisis, the initiative contains a 600-page report on transforming global governance. In the WEF's vision, quote-unquote, the government voice would become one among many without always being the final arbiter. So who would be these other non-governmental stakeholders? Let me just tell you who the WEF partners with. Saudi Aramco, Shell, Chevron, BP. In the food area, we got Unilever, Coca-Cola Company, Nestle. In technology, we have Facebook, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple. In pharmaceuticals, we have AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Moderna. Hmm, I don't see what could possibly go wrong with this idea. I mean, they literally want to give these psychopaths more power over everyone, us, you guys. This is the plan. This is what they are trying to do. 
So just check out this. In 2019, the UN signed a strategic partnership agreement with the World Economic Forum. Harris Gleckman described it as a move to turn the UN into a public-private partnership, creating a special place for corporations inside the UN. I mean, basically the bottom line, multi-stakeholder partnerships are public-private partnerships on a global scale. And they do have real-world implications for the way our food systems are organized, how big tech is governed, and how our vaccines and medicines are distributed. I'm sorry, but they should not have this kind of power over us. Our fucking food? I mean, whoever controls the water and food controls the people. That is just a fucking given. And just your daily reminder that Bill Gates is buying up hella farmland in the United States. He actually owns more farmland now than all the individual farmers put together. And if that doesn't fucking pique your curiosity, I don't fucking know. Go drink a cup of coffee and try again. So in autumn 2021, the World Economic Forum organized the World Summit on Food Systems, and it was held in Rome. I actually got fact-checked on that when I posted about it fucking back in August. So basically, 3.9 billion people, that's more than half of the world's population, are currently battling hunger and malnutrition, even though there is enough food to feed the world. And I don't know, for some reason, we got to fucking focus on Kabobo flu, but not people starving to death, which it totally makes sense, right? But check this out. The UN had held past food summits, but this year, like I just said, the World Economic Forum got its grubby little fingers involved and actually organized it. So FAIN, F-I-A-N, International, got together with about 300 other organizations and wrote an open letter to the Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres. In a meeting with civil society groups who signed the letter, Amina Mohammed, the UN Deputy Secretary General, assured them that strong safeguards would prevent a corporate capture of the events by, quote-unquote, allowing only platforms or networks and no single corporation to the summit. Hmm which basically kind of opens up a whole other can of worms because they can create shell corporations and hide behind the platforms, making it very hard to determine who these people actually are and who they're working for. It's like they always got some shady ass angle to everything they do. Fucking psychopaths. So moving on to big tech in stakeholder capitalism. As a part of the 2020 Roadmap for Digital Cooperation, the UN Secretary General called for the formation of a quote-unquote strategic and empowered multi-stakeholder high-level body. And if you dig hard enough, you can find who makes up this big tech body. And it's the usual suspects, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and the World Economic Forum. So the functions are super vague when they've laid it out for everyone. Civil society organizations fear it will come down to big tech creating a global body to govern itself. I mean, that's just fucking right. It says it in the title. They cannot be allowed to govern themselves. They've proven time and time again that they are out for money, that they will push a certain agenda. They will censor anybody that goes against the narrative. 
I mean, if this body does come to fruition, it could be a decisive victory in the ongoing war that Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft is waging with the governments over tax evasion, antitrust rules, and their ever-expanding power over society. So next, we go on to COVAX, who was set up as a multi-stakeholder group by two other multi-stakeholder groups, the Vaccine Alliance, Gavi, and CEPI, C-E-P-I, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. So digging in to Gavi and CEPI, you will find they have strong ties with the World Economic Forum, which was one of the founders of CEPI, as well as Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they're both connected to the companies like Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline, AstraZeneca, and Johnson & Johnson. So that's kind of what I was talking about. They just make these little corporations or organizations to hide the fact that it's all the same fucking people, these same psychopaths that are literally trying to enslave humanity right now. So check out this little part. This just kind of proves their intentions are not good trying to get, you know, health to the world's developing countries. It's all about money. So last year, South Africa and India proposed the so-called TRIPS, T-R-I-P-S, waiver. And they requested a temporary lifting of intellectual property rules on all COVID-19 technologies. And that was just basically so they could start making and distributing vaccines and other essential medical products in mainly developing countries. So the WHO director actually supported it. But Gavi, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and even Bill Gates himself and Big Pharma oppose this proposal very strongly. It's more important for them to protect their interests and market mechanisms than to protect the universal health or protect people from COVID. It's just they're, they're in it for money. They want hella money, like they already don't have enough for some reason, psychos, I don't know. And they want power and control over the populations. They are not here for our health and to make our living standards better and to eradicate disease. That's just a fucking smokescreen, just like their little shell companies. So if you look past these smokescreens, if you dig a little deeper, there is definitely some bullshit going on in the realm of global governance. They want to take our rights away to medical decisions, they're literally taking our jobs away, threatening us, taking away informed consent in medicine, which is absolutely appalling. Now, all of this information is out there. They fucking put it out there for anybody who wants to see it. The problem is most people don't want to do the work and do their own research to dig past the CNN surface. So you guys look into the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. I mean, they are the reason that there are so many people out there taking their time to protest what is going on across the world. And this protest coming up this weekend, there's actually two dates, the 22nd and the 23rd, we'll be having protests across the world. As far as in the United States, I know San Diego is getting in on it. And like I said earlier, Berkeley, California. That is the one I will be attending on Sunday. That one starts at three o'clock and goes to 5 p.m. Lopez Island in Washington State is in on it. We have Houston, Texas. Hey, what's up, Texas? 
Indiana, Arizona, Colorado. This is happening across the United States and you will not hear about it on the mainstream media. They're gonna black it out just like they have the world's protests of these psychopaths trying to enslave humanity. And like I said, dude, I'm not even being dramatic when I'm saying they want to enslave humanity. Just connect the dots. They are buying up farmland. They are buying influence. So many politicians are involved in the World Economic Forum. I called out Dan Crenshaw. He was part of the Young Global Leaders. That Tulsi Gabbard chick, she was also involved. Daddy Newsome. I mean, the list is super long. And for some reason, the webpage with Dan Crenshaw involved has been scrubbed from the internet. But luckily, your girl here, Athena, has it archived. So get a hold of me if you want to see this. So I have to give a special shout out to Joey B and Captain Kirk. They are the ones that actually sponsored this episode. You guys, that's what's up. I appreciate it a lot. You have no idea. Thank you very much. They are fucking awesome. I'm like banned from Patreon because I'm, you know, a bad, bad girl that speaks out with the truth. So I had to set up a whole cash app thing and these two just hooked me up and I so appreciate it. Thank you guys again. So next week, I am trying to set up an interview with an adult filmmaker who has noticed the massive child grooming going on in virtual reality chat. So it's a whole fucking nightmare, you guys. I didn't even really think of this whole area with the child exploitation, but this guy has seen it. He knows there's pedophile rings. He sees them grooming the children. And because I'm not like well-versed in virtual reality anything, he's going to kind of like walk us through what is going on, the risks, and how these perverts are grooming children to abuse them. So here's a little excerpt of a post he made. So a little background on him. He started making adult content with his wife after they both lost their jobs to COVID in early 2020. He says he fell in love with the cameras and cinematography. By happenstance, I came to virtual reality and began making adult content in virtual reality, which became my full-time job. However, things took a dark turn when I uncovered the massive amount of pedophile rings and culture of child sexualization in virtual reality chat. He goes on to say that he went down a rabbit hole of journalism and ended with a video he released on his terminated YouTube channel. After releasing that video, he started getting banned on a bunch of other platforms. So he lists the platforms. It's just kind of like how social media has banned so many other people that try to bring to light this whole child exploitation culture going on. He goes on to explain that the virtual reality chat is basically a free quote game and the developers get their tens of millions from investments from, you know, different companies, Vibe, HTC. So simply put, they cannot have the public know how bad the child grooming situation is as it's going to jeopardize their bottom line. So as with everything else in this fucking clown world, it comes down to money. It's like, fuck all these kids that are being sexually abused. We need to protect our bottom line. So I am going to interview him a little bit later this week, and hopefully I can have everything ready for next Thursday's episode, because it's a whole 
fucking rabbit hole of deprivation. And I've told you guys just about the traditional exploitation happening of children, the trafficking of children, just that kind of stuff. But this is a whole new world with fucking Zuckerberg's metaverse live about to be everywhere. It's like a whole new threat to children. And I think a lot of parents are completely ignorant to what is going on in the metaverse. So hopefully next week we can break this all down to you guys and we can get the word out about these fucking predators stalking children in the metaverse. It's happening. It's happening right now as we speak. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is not in tinfoil hat land. This is happening everywhere, all across the world. So like I said, we're going to break it down next week and hopefully get the word out. So before I get out of here today, I just have to say, what's up, Oklahoma? You guys held the first place spot for two weeks now. That has never in the whole history of Vanished in the Valley ever happened. I've seen like Texas knocked California out of the number one spot maybe once for a couple of days, but California always came back. But you guys are literally holding the lead. That's what's up. Thank you so much for downloading. If you have any questions, if you want to give me a topic or anything like that, send me a line at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Go to Reddit. I'm a moderator on the fight back. Just send me a message. My username is Athena7979. So we are coming up on the two year anniversary of Vanished in the Valley. And I'm kind of in the works to get a little special thank you something something for people that have been listening to me for hella days, people that believed me two years ago, year ago, when everyone else thought I was insane, when I was screaming about the lies Fauci was telling us. So I'm in the works to make you guys a little something special because you have no idea what it means to me that you stuck with me and you fucking believed what I was saying because I was saying it from the heart and it's 100% the truth. I'm not making shit up or trying to sensationalize shit. I've just been legit with you guys. So I'm working on that. I will get a hold of you individuals a little bit later to get some addresses. But that's what's up. I can't say thank you enough. So until next week, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.